Welcome back to another edition of Give Me 40 Minutes and I'll Give You a Daf, our Daf Shui, weekly Daf. We're on Baba Batra 10A in beautiful, sunny Southern California. It's kind of in the middle of permafrost here. It's about, it's in the 60s outside. Apparently the rest of the world has uh, finished all of Shas and has started all over again. Uh, they're going a little faster than we are, but here we just take it one Daf a week or, uh, you know, not every week. But I'm back. Been away. It's great to be with you. We're now on 10A. And we're in the middle. If you remember, we're in the middle of the Sugya. Long extended discussion of Tzedakah. We've gone through a whole bunch of regulations about both the collection and the distribution. Um, We've talked about whether or not you have to means test people. uh, All kinds of other. And we started the discussion of kind of yetzdaka. We have this in a number of different places, and Shabbat there's a whole, there are like four daf, four pages of just yei Shabbat, um, around 116, 117 in Tractate Shabbat. Here we're going into yetzdaka, but we, but the kind of the dividing line here is going to be this theolo- interesting theological piece. And that's where we're going to start today. And if you're following along in the Shas as printed by the brothers and the widow Ra'im, it is about three lines, three lines down from the top. Tanya Hayarebi Meir Omer. Okay. Tanya. It was, it's taught in a Braita, an extra Mishnaic Tanyanic text. Hayarebi Meir Omer Omer would say, Yeshlo Lebaldin La Shivchav Lomarlacha. So Rimeir would say, uh, the Baladin. Now, the Baladin is an interesting uh, phrase. It's not Baladin, just the regular litigant, right? We have that all over the place. But the Baladin, meaning someone who is attacking you, someone who is your polemicist, your kind of usually an anti Jewish polemicist. Um, it appears in a number of different places, most of them theological. Uh, some of them some of them just halachic, debating, oh, for example, in Chulin 63b, it's just a debate over whether or not it says in 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 one place ayah in the in the Chumash, in another place it says daya when it repeats that in Dvarim. So why does it say both? It says so that somebody, the Balhadin, the polemicist, couldn't say, oh, it's different. Both of those are kosher or both of the, one of them is not kosher. So therefore, it lists both. However, an interesting uh, Balhadin is actually found in Minachot, 110a, where Abshim ben Azai says, why does it say in Parshat Korbanot, in, in Vayikra, um, Shelo nemar behen lo el velo Elohim el Hashem, shelo itam pitchon pel baladin lachlok. Right, so there it says, why does it say the same word for God? What it says Elohim, rather than saying El or or some other uh, word, because we don't want the Bal Hadin, the religious opponent, to be able to say that different gods, different names of gods, are different gods who demand different sacrifices. So here too we have a Bal Hadin, a religious polemicist. Who will be able can Yeshlob and most of the uh, the manuscripts say pitchon peh that he has an opening to say if your God loves the poor why does God not support them 
Now, we'll get back to that in a minute. The Ohev Aniyim, remember that term. Uh, we're going to see it again. Amrulo Kadesh Nitzol Anu Bahen Midina Shel Geino. He says, So say to them, Emorlahem, say to them, if they say this to you, that the reason that God doesn't support them, so that we, by supporting the poor, can be saved from the uh, judgment of Gehino, of hell. And this is a question that Turnus Rufus, the evil Turnus Rufus, asked Rabbi Akiva. Now, Turnus Rufus is, is found in a few places, not very often, but in a few places. And Turnus Rufus is, is a representative of the empire. There is one place where Turnus Rufus in uh, Ta'anit 29a, where Turnus Rufus is credited with destroying the temple, Kshacharav Tunisrofus Harasha et Hahechal. Right? That's when Tunisrofus destroyed the temple. Um, but Tunisrofus and Rabbi Akiva had a couple of debates. So this is one of them. Zoshela Shal Tunisrofus Harasha is Rabbi Akiva. The evil Tunisrofus asked Rabbi Akiva, Imelhechem Ohev Aniyim Humifne Ma Enomifarnasam. If God, if your God loves the poor, why does he not? Support them, Ohev Aniim, and the the better seems to me the better manuscript. Ohev Ohev et Aniim. He is a lover of the poor. And we'll get back. I'll explain why that's important in a minute. Why doesn't God support them? I'm like Kadesh needs Solana by Amin National Gainom. So Rabbi Kiva says just what Rabbi Meir said. Meir is an earlier contemporary. Says that we can be saved through them from the law from the from the judgment of hell of Gainom. Not exactly necessarily hell, but it's neither here nor there. Amarle. So Tanisrofus comes back to him. Adraba. Just the opposite. Zushimachayav ten legainum. This is actually what condemns you to hell. Amsholach Hamashal. I'll explain it to you with a parable. Lamadavardomeh. What is this like? Lamelech Basarvadam. Shekaas alabdo, This is like a flesh and blood king, a mortal king, who was angered at his servant and he incarcerated him in jail and commanded that he be given neither food nor drink. And a person went and gave fed him and gave him to drink. When the king hears, does he not? Is he not angry at him? Does he not get angry at him? And you are considered servants. For you, uh, Israel, are slaves. For To me, God says, he says in the beginning of Shemot, that for uh, you are uh, slaves, slaves or servants to me. What's interesting there that we have to keep in mind is that this is understanding poverty is punishment. Right, because it's like a per- king who put his servant in a jail, Beit Asurim, which is a punishment. And so, same way, Atem Kriyim Avadim, you are slaves, meaning you are you who are poor are being punished. All right, Amar Le Rabbi Akiva, Amar Le Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva answers him and says. I will answer you too with a parable. It's rather like a king who got angry at his son and he incarcerated him in jail. And he commanded that he not be fed or given drink. And somebody went and gave him food and drink. 
when the king hears, will he not give this person who fed his son a present? And we are actually called children, sons. Because it says, you are sons to God. So Ternasovas, not to be outdone, says, you are called both sons and servants. When you do the work, when you do God's will, you are called sons. When you do not do God's will, you are called slaves. That's not in all of the manuscripts. It says, but now you are not doing the work of the will of God. And uh, I, uh, I imagine that if you are not doing the will of God, this is obvious because of the fact that you are under the rule of the Roman Empire. See, I, Ternus am in control here. You are not, so therefore, that must be a sign that you're not doing the will of God. Amarlo. So it seems here that uh, Ternus has won. He says, you know, you're not doing the will of God, therefore you're servants, therefore why should you support the poor? Amarlo, so uh, Rabbi Akiva answers him back, um, and here the manuscripts are are split, and it's the as the text is printed in the in the Munich in the text is printed in the Vilna in the regular printed editions is not actually that clear, because it says there Amarlo Behold, it says, and you shall uh, divide your poor, your food with the poor, give your bread to the poor, and the uh, oppressed poor you shall bring into the desperate poor you shall bring into your house. When should you bring desperate poor into your house? Now, and it says you should disperse your bread to the poor. So now, what's, what is the force of that argument? Well, it's interesting. A number of the manuscripts have the Rabbi Akiva's answer is actually Afal Pikain. When even so, right, that when Ternasophis comes back to him and says, no, you're not considered children now because you're not doing the will of God. You are actually slaves now, and therefore supporting the poor is contravening the will of God. Rabbi Akiva says to him, Afal Pikain, or Afilu Hachi. Even so, it says, hello, Peros Even so, it says, disperse your bread to the poor. Because now is the time, meaning it is always in the now. There is no time when it is not the time to feed the poor. So now here, it's interesting that what, what is this question? So on the one hand, there's a philosophical question. Um, one can just see Turnus Rofus is kind of being determinist. If people are poor, that means they should be poor. And therefore, trying to make them not poor or feeding them or, you know, bringing them out of poverty is contravening the way of the world, meaning contravening the will of God. And Rabbi Akiva says, no, the will of God is that we should support the poor. The world is not determinist, and we are commanded to support the poor. Now, there's something else going on here. Remember that term, ohev et ha'anim? So that term is a very unique term. It doesn't appear anyplace else in the Bavli, but it is a term that we find in uh, early church fathers. It's uh, in Greek, it's philoptochos. Philoptochos, lovers of the poor. And that actually is contrasted with philopatris, the lovers of the city. Lovers of the city are those Roman citizens who would give gifts to the city because of their love of the city, right? That was good, you know, good citizenship. But they wouldn't in the Roman, in Roman culture, it wasn't, they wouldn't give 
gifts to the poor. Sometimes they'd give gifts to the city and then poor citizens could benefit from them. However, non-citizens would starve to death. They wouldn't get any benefit from this food that was given to the city. However, the early church fathers rail against those who are philopatris and not philoptochos, those who are not lovers of the poor, and they try to... Now, there is a switch here that's going on in that in early Christianity, in the, in the church fathers, which is a little earlier than this, in the third, fourth century, and here in the Gemara, um, which is placed back then, but we don't... This is just a Babylonian story, so it's, so it's probably centuries later. They're pointing at the fact that actually God is not supporting good citizenship in the sense of supporting the polis, supporting the city, but rather understanding that the poor are a class themselves that need support. So God in uh, God is a ohev etaniyim, a philoptochos, and that that is that which we should aspire to. Um, and so it's interesting that it is a debate between Rabbi Akiva and Turnus Rophus, Turnus Rophus representing kind of the Roman Empire, and Rabbi Akiva is saying to him, no, we are following in the footsteps of our God, who following in the footsteps of God, we must be lovers of the poor, not merely lovers of the city. And therefore it is not that we, we uh, will just donate money to the city because we are citizens, but rather we will support the poor or we must support the poor, right? And there's a whole, uh, there's a lot of scholarship about this. And actually, even though um, it took a while for this to take, but um, eventually there was a shift from the Roman model of, of supporting the city and then citizens benefiting from it to supporting the poor as a separate class and having across Europe, Jewish, Christian, and then afterwards Muslim, places for people to, homeless people or wanderers to go and eat because of the understanding that it is the poor themselves who must be supported. Okay, we go on. Darash ri b'rebi shalom. So ri, this son of b'rebi shalom, says, Kishem shem zonotav shel adam k'tubin lo mirosh shana, kach chesunotav shel adam k'tubin lo mirosh shana. So, moving to, from one theological statement to another, just as a person's the amount of food that a person gets is decided from the new year for the whole year. So too, the amount of uh, money that a person loses, in other words, the uh, uh, amount of outlay a person has is also d- decided for him from the new year. If a person merits, then he will have, then the person will have enough to divide amongst the poor. If not, then he will be one of those who are the poor people, the oppressed poor brought into the house. It's illustrated with a story about the nephews of Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai. So he saw in a dream that they were going to lose 700 dinar. So he went and he took the money from them for tzedakah. He, like, I don't know, he stole the money, took the money. And he left with them. He didn't get a chance to dispense 17 dinar. So when it came, when it was Erev Yom Kippur, in other words, the end of the year, the house of the Caesar sent for them and brought them. And so Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai said to them before they go, 
Except, don't worry, all they want to do is take from you 17 dinar. How do you know that? So he said, I saw a dream about you, and then he told him a dream, apparently. So he said, so why didn't you want to, why didn't you tell us that we will, we would give it out? He said, I said, so that it should be like you do, you, so you do it as a mitzvah for, for mitzvah lishma, for its own sex. In other words, it was probably, what happened was not that he stole the money from them or he took the money from them, but he urged them to give the money to, to tzedakah, asinu, right? He, he. Got them to give the money to Tzaka. He didn't want to tell them that this was the dream, that he was, they were going to lose the money anyway, because of the fact that he wanted them to be able to get the mitzvah from it. Okay. Rav Papa now talking about the fact that stuff is, that your, your, your year is decided in advance. Another theological statement. Rav Papa havi selek bedarga, ishtimit kare bailamepo. So Rav Papa was going up and a a ladder is kind of a staircase, and the stair that he was on broke, and he was about to fall. Amar, he said, He said, oh my God, now I'm going to be, uh, it is going to be, I'm going to get a punishment, I will be obligated, as uh, as those who I hate. In other words, that's a euphemism, like the uh, those who, who desecrate the Shabbat and those who worship idols. So Chia Barav from Difti said to Rav Papa, Shema ani pernasto. He said to him, well, maybe, uh, is it possible that a poor person came to you to get some staka and you didn't give him the staka? So in other words, maybe you deserve to be punished. Ditanya, because we learned in a bright, Rabbi Shua ben Karcha, um, Omer, one who one who ignores tzedakah, giving tzedakah, in other words, one who makes themselves blind to those who are are in need. It's as if he worshipped idols. It says here, beware lest your heart be with the the the, um, the bad thing. Blial, bliol. The uh, the wrong, your heart go on the wrong way. This is talking about in the case of Shemitah, the seventh year. And it says in another place that people who are Bnei Blial, who are evil people, went out. The, the, just as the second one is talking about specifically idolatry, so too in the case of Shemitah, where it says it's coming up the seventh year, don't not give lend money to your friend just because you know in the seventh year they won't be able to pay it back. So that too is considered as if it was Abodat Kochavim. So therefore, a papa might have fallen and gotten harmed just like an idolater because maybe he was like an idolater in uh, ignoring the poor. Tanya. Okay. Another bright. Amar of Lezer, Rabiosi, called Sakaba Chasset Shisrael, Osin Bolam Shalom Gadol, Praklitin Gdolin, Ben Yisrael, Avian Shabashamayim. Lezer Rabiosi says, any Tzedakah, and here it's got to be not righteousness, but charity and uh, mercy that Israel does in this world. And we'll, later on at the end of the sugya, there's a whole discussion about the fact that Israel does charity. There it's opposed to non-Jews doing charity. So, Shalom Gadol so they make a great peace and a, uh, an advocate 
between Israel and their father in heaven. Shnemar, Koamar Hashem, Altavo Beit Marzeach, Valtelech Lispod, Valtanulem, Yasafti et Shlomi, Mietamazeat Chazarachim. And God says, so says God, do not come to the house of kind of the Beit Marzeach, the spa, and do not go to bemoan or eulogize. And because I have collected my peace from this people, and then the Pasuk continues, what is the peace of the Midrash is saying? What is the peace? This is chesed and rachamim, love and, and mercy. Chesed zug milot chasidim, rachamim zud tzedakah. And then the, the brighter adds, chesed, this is acts of loving kindness. Rachamim zud tzedakah. And racham mercy, this is charity. Okay. Tanya. Brighter says, Ri Omer. Riosi says, Gedolat tzedakah shemekarevet atagedolat. Tzedakah is great because it brings the redemption year. Shneamar ko amar Hashem shemru mishpat basut tzedakah ki krova yeshuati labov etzigkati lehigalot. Interesting midrash. It says so said God shemru mishpat preserve justice and do righteousness, which is being translated here as charity, because my salvation is close. And my righteousness and lehigalot will be uncovered. Lehigalot. But here it's being read as lehigalot as in geulah. And my righteousness will redeem. He would say, There are 10 hard things that were, diff- hard things that were created in the world. Har a mountain is hard, but, but iron can cut it. Iron is hard, but flame can make it bubble. Or flame is hard, but water can put it out. Uh, water is hard, but clouds, which seem to be fluffy, hold it. Avim kashim, clouds are hard. Ruach mafarzar tan, but wind blows them apart. Ruach kashe, but wind is hard. Guf soblo, but a person, a body, can walk in the wind. Guf kashe, a body is hard. Pachad shavro, but fear breaks down the body. Pachad kashe, fear is hard. Yayin mefigo, but wine calms, takes the edge off the fear. Yayin kashe, wine is hard. Shena mefakachto, but Sleep can uh, get rid of the whatever wine does to one's body. Umita kashemikulam and death is the hardest of all. Utstaka matzelat minamitav. However, charity saves from death. Tichtiv utstaka tatil mimavet. Because it says in charity or righteousness in the original will save from death. Okay, darash of dostai breb yanai bo ureish lo kmidat kedosh baruchum ibat basaradam. Right. See, this is all like kind of exalting tzedakah. Come and see that it's not like that the person does not act like God does. Midat basar vadam, a person of flesh and blood. Adam, it is the way of flesh and blood. Adam may vi doron gadola melech. A person brings a great present to the king. Safek mekablimel tomi meno, safek emekablimel tomi meno. It's not clear whether or not the king will accept the gift. If you're going to say that he does accept it, so he might get to see the king, he might not get to see the king. The, but the Holy One of Blessing is not like this. A person gives a, a coin to a poor person and immediately he merits and, and, and receives the uh, divine presence. 
שנאמר, אני בצדק, איך זה פניך, אספאה בהקיץ תמונתך. I in righteousness or with tzedaka, charity, will see your face. I will uh, be sated in a, while awake with your visage. Rebbe Lezer would give a coin to a poor person and then would pray. He says, I will see your face with tzedaka. Therefore, giving tzedaka is kind of the medium or the, the, the ability, the mechanism for Kabbalah Tashrina, for seeing, for seeing, seeing God. For, and then therefore, before praying, Rebbe Lezer would give a coin to a poor person. My What does it mean? And I will be sated while awake from your visage. These are the students of the sages who do not sleep in this world. And the Holy One of Blessing satisfies them from the, the glow of the Divine Presence in the world to come. Uh, and, that, and that's what that verse means, right? So those who were awake, will be satisfied from God's visit. So Rabbi Yochanan says, Now here we have a radical midrash. How do we know it's a radical midrash? We'll see in a minute. There's a sign that it's a radical midrash. Rabbi Yochanan says, what, what is the meaning of the verse? Uh, what is the meaning of this verse? The one who is beneficent to the poor Loans to God. So that's this is the sign that it's a radical midrash. If it had not, if it was not an explicitly written verse, it could not be said. It is as if that the lender is a the borrower is a slave to the lender. Meaning, who is the borrower? The borrower here is God. Malveh. Hashem Chonendal, one who lends to the poor, who is beneficial to the poor. God is a slave. God is indebted to the one who gives money to the poor. Right? So that's that's the radical thing. Amar Abba, says, Rabbi Yochanan says, so Rabbi Yochanan Rami, which is the word Rami. Now, the reason that we have the word Rami is somebody probably put it, it's not in any of the manuscripts. The reason it's there is because Rami or Raminu is a clash between two sources or two verses, and that's what we have here. But Amr Rabbi Rabbi Yochanan said, K'tiv, lo yo ilhon biyom evra v'tzdakata tzilmimavet. Wealth will not be helpful in the day of anger, but charity will save from death. Or righteousness will save from death. Uchtiv, and it also says, The treasures of evil will not help. And again, it says, And righteousness will save from death, or charity will save from death. What are these two charities? I'm just going to translate as charities because that's what they're how they're reading it here. One that so there's one kind of charity that saves from an awful death, mitamishuna, and one that saves from the judgment of hell. That's why it says twice, tzedakat charity will save from death. And which type of charity is the one that saves from the, the judgment of, of hell? 
That's the second one because it says, Lo yo'il hon biyom evra. The one that says rage, wrath, uh, that wealth will not help on the t- day of wrath. Because it says that that day, in other words, the end of days, the day of judgment, will be a day of wrath. So that's the day of dinashal genom, the judgment of, of hell. And what is the kind of tzedakah that saves from itamashuna? Now we're making a switch here. I want you to notice we're making a switch here. We just said, in the first question, we said, What is it that saves from the judgment of hell? We answered the question as if the question was, which pasuk points to the tzedakah that it's judgment of hell? And now we're saying, What is the judgment, what is the tzedakah that saves from an awful death, a terrible death? We're not pointing to a pasuk. It's apparently the other pasuk. There's only one pasuk left. But we're pointing to an action. So he gives, is one who gives staka and does not know who he's giving it to, and the one who takes it and does not know who he's taking it from. So the anonymous charity is anonymous charitable giving, both on both sides, is the type of charity which saves from an awful death. So taking, giving, giving charity and not knowing who you give it to, that is as opposed to Marukba. Taking and not knowing who you took it from is opposed to Rabbi Abba. Now this is interesting because it doesn't explain here what this means, Marukba and Rabbi Abba. And there are a number of places where the Gemara seems to just point at other stories, right? So, for example, if you happen to be following, today's daf was uh, Brachot 10a, which is a story about Bruria, which is sometimes referred to as Maseh de Bruria, though not on Brachot 10a. But in Tanit, it says that in talking about something about Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir went into exile because of this or because of Maseh de Bruria. And doesn't explain there what the Maseh de Buryao is. And then it's not clear what it is. Rashi has a whole thing. Lots of scholarship have been written on it. Could be the story in 10a. Unclear. But there's these pointing to. Now here we, we can presume, or at least the Rishonim, the medieval commentators, understand that these stories are two stories about Marukba and Rabbi Abba, that are brought down in uh, the, the Gemara in Ketubot, 67b, two stories about Marukba and Rabbi Abba. The story about Marukba is a story in which Marukba every day would put some money in a certain place for poor people. And then one day he wanted to find out who the poor person was. And so a whole thing goes around with him hiding in there and his wife coming and hiding in there. Whole story, but so that is he says So he, he gives it and doesn't know to whom he gives it. That's the opposite of Marukba because Marukba actually wanted to know who took his money, but even though the person who took it didn't know who brought it. The other story is Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Abba would walk down the street and just throw, put the money in a bag and throw it over his shoulders that he wouldn't see. But the person who got the money would see is Rabbi Abba. So that's the other one is Notlave, no Yodem, He takes the money, doesn't know who he takes it. That's the opposite of Rabbi Abba. And these are two stories in amongst a whole other collection of stories about giving staka in Ketubot 67a for your homework reading. Okay.
So how should we do this? If we want to give tzedakah and not know who took it and who, who, who gave it and who took it, so you have to put it in, just put it in the tzedakah box, right? And then somebody will come and take it. So you don't know who you gave it to and they don't know who gave it. Oh, but that's a problem to put it in the Arnakei Shel Tzedakah, to put it in the Tzedakah bag or box. We have this text that says, this is practical information here, what does a person do in order to get male children? Rebbelezer says, you disperse your money to the poor. Rebbelezer says, you should make his wife happy, uh, joyful, to a dvar mitzvah, which probably means sex. Rebbelezer ben Yaakov says, how do you get banim scharim? How do you get uh, male children? In other words, how do you or how do you merit this? A person shouldn't give a coin, a prutav, to the arnaki, to the tzedakah box, unless the person who is, who is in charge of the tzedakah box is like Rebchananya ben Tradyon, who's great, righteous person. Remember we had a couple of pages back, we talked about, and now it's been a month or so, talked about the fact that there's a lot, it's a, a grave responsibility to be in charge of the collecting and distributing the charity. So here he says, a person shouldn't give any, a pruta to the tzedakah box unless the person who is in charge of it is like Hanani ben Shadion. So how could they just say before that in, that the real solution to giving it staka so that it's anonymous is to put it in the staka box. So the Gemara answers, obviously, when we said put it in the staka box, because we know that there will be a person that, that's in a situation where a person like Hanania ben Trajan um, is in charge of the staka box. Okay. Amar Rebbe Abau, we're moving along. Moshe says to the Holy One of Blessing, Master of the Universe, how will Israel's fate be raised? How will Israel's glory be raised? Said to him, and Chitisa is referring to a verse in Shemot Paraglamet in the in in uh, talking about the parsha of the chatzia shekel machtita shekel that the census and the census was counted by everybody giving all males giving a half a shekel so when you count the heads of the children of Israel if according to their numbers and each person will give a re- literally redemption of his soul to God as he's being counted, and there will be no plague as he counts them. There is a uh, hovering over this, the threat of plague, if you do count Israel, and this happened in the time of David, that there was a plague because David counted the children of Israel. But here, God said, Moshe says to God, how are we going to do this? And God says, this is how you're going to do it. Everybody gives a, a machzita shekel, everybody gives a half shekel, and then everybody will be good. And Rabbi Abau further said, They asked Shlomo, David's son, Shlomo Melech, how, how powerful is charity? He said to them, 
Go out and see what my father David explained. Pizer Natan Levyonim Tikato Omedid Laad Karno Tarum Bilchavod. One who distributes their money to the poor, their righteousness stands forever, um, and their horn of glory will be raised up in honor. Okay, Rabbi Abba Amar Mehacha, right? The Rabbi Abba before that we heard about with the Tzaka story, he also says something. Um, he says how he answers this question of how does Israel's glory raised? Who miromim yishkon mitsudot slaim miskavo lachmo natan meimav neemanim? So the verse says he will live in the great heights. His fortress will be in the mountainous re- in the stony mountainous region. Um, his uh, bread is given and his Water is faithful. In other words, he's all set. So, however, But what is the reason that he is so set, he's so secure in this fortress in the heights? Because he gave, not that the water was given to him, but because he gave his bread to others. And then Rabbi Abba further said, they asked King Shlomo Melech, King Solomon, who is considered a, a, a denizen of the world to come, worthy of the world to come. He said to them, everybody who has in his sight the honor of the elders. This is like Yosef, the son of Rabbi Yeshua, Chalash Ingit. So he fell, like he fell faint, fell ill, and kind of died. He had an out-of-body experience. Amalei Abuah, his father said to him, My chazit, what did you see when uh, when you were dead? Amalei, olam hafuchreiti, elyonim lamata v'tachtonim lamala. I saw an upside-down world. The upper parts were down below, and the bottom parts were above. He said, no, you actually saw a clear world because the whole notion of what is more important and less important is not clear in this world. But then he said, and what do you see about me? And so his father is saying to him, all right, this is all well and good, but how did I fare? You, just as you are considered um, important here, you are so too are you considered important there. And I heard them say, happy is the one who comes and his learning is in his hand. And I also heard them say that those who were martyred, who were killed by the kingdom, nobody can stand in their quarters. In other words, they're so important. Now, there's an interesting, Tosot says an interesting thing here. Tosot connects this to a story in Shabbat where there are two Tanaim, and they one of them is, is a student of the others, and along comes a woman who is demanding, who's crying out and asking for help, and the teacher ignores her. And the student says, why are you ignoring her? And the teacher says, because it's not my problem. I'm not the, the, the exilarch. I'm not the in charge of, of Bavel. The one who's in charge of Jewish community Bavel should have to worry about it. It's not my problem. So Tosot here says that when he said, I saw an upside down world. The, those who were high are low and those who were low are high. This is referring to that story. 
And Tosa says that they have a, a tradition that goes back all the way to the Gaonim, that this is actually the punishment for saying it's not my problem to help this poor woman. Interesting connection. There you go. So, however, it says here that the, those who are killed by the kingdom, uh, nobody can stand in their, in their area. My Nenu, who is this? Elam Rabbi Akiva Rechavei Rav. If you're going to say that this is Rabbi Akiva and his compatriots who were killed, Mishum Haragei Malchut Vetulo. The only reason that they got they're so important is because they were killed by the kingdom. They're important in of themselves. Pshita Blav Hachinami. It's obvious that even without having been martyred, they would have been very important. Ella Haragei Lod. But rather, these are those who were killed in Lod in the massacre in Lod, uh, outside of Jerusalem. During the time of the temple, there's large stories about those who were massacred there. Blood ran in the streets. It's all recounted in uh, Bavli Gittin, Tractate Gittin in the fifth chapter. Amar lehu Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai Talmidav, because we have an abraita. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said to his, to his students, Banai, wa my, my sons, mahu shamar katub tzedakat ramim goi v'chasalumim chatat. What does this mean? What does this verse mean that uh, tzedakah, charity, uh, will uplift the nation and mercy or love, and the mercy or the love of the nations will be a sin? Kind of an odd verse read that way. It has its own chat. Now, Rabbi Lezer answered and said, the charity will uplift the nation. Elu Yisrael, this is referring to Israel, to the Jewish people. Who is like Israel? A unique nation among in the land. So that's the Goy, Goy, right? In other words, that's the Midrash. So therefore, that Tzedakah Tremem Goy, charity uplifts a nation, is referring to Israel. And Mercy of the nations is a sin called So any any charity or love that the nations of the world do, the idolatrous nations do, is considered to them a sin. Why? Because they're only doing it to aggrandize themselves. As it says in Daniel, because it says, so in order to sacrifice sweet as sweet sense to the to the God of heaven, and by this way to save the life of the king and their and his sons. Right? So that shows that they're just doing it not Lishma, but only to save their lives. But I don't understand. Saying doing that, giving tzedakah in order to save somebody's life, isn't that considered pure tzedakah, pure charity? We have a bright that says, Somebody gives this, if somebody says, this amount of money is for charity so that my children should live, and so that I will merit the world to come. This person is a complete righteous person, a complete tzaddik. So how can you say that there it was it didn't count? La Kasha. No, it's not a problem. Kan Israel, Kan When it's talking about Israel, so there um, you're allowed to say, a, a Jew is allowed to say, this tzaka is so that my child lives. 
and that's considered real tzedakah. But if it's a non-Jew, not so much. Now, not Rabbi Yeshua So going back to the original verse, tzedakah turomeim gai, Rabbi Yeshua said, here's what the verse means, tzedakah turomeim gai, Eli Yisrael. So again, the first part of the verse, charity uplifts the nation. This is Israel. And same proof text. Who is like Israel? Who is like your people? Israel, a unique nation. And the second half of the verse, Any charity or mercy that the nations of the world do is considered a sin. Right, they only do it so that their rule will continue. Shnemar, bring another uh, proof text from Daniel. Lahan Malka Malchi Yishpar Alach. And Daniel saying to the king, King, oh, oh my king, let my advice be good to you. Vachatech Bitzdaka Prok. And redeem your sins with charity. And your sins with being with grace to the poor. And then you will have great length to your peace. Nana Rabin Gamliel, Gamliel answered and said on the same verse, to the again, the first half of the verse, Eli Israel, this is Israel, whose uh, tzedakah will uplift them. Same proof text. Again, any tzedakah that non-Jews do is considered a sin. Because they only do it in order to, for hubris, in order to brag about it. And anybody who has hubris falls into hell. That a zed, a one who, who is a, a one who does something premeditated when hubris is considered a fool, a let's. Um, and he does because he does premeditated anger. Evrat Zadon. Vein Evra Elagainum Shemar Yom Evra Yomahu. And when it says Evra, it's actually referring to hell because it says Yom Evra Yomahu, the day of wrath will be that day. So that day must be referring to the end of days. Amar So he said, Rabban Gamliel says, No, wait, 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 we're not finished. We have all these answers about how to understand the verse. Um, but we still need Modai, Rebelezer Modai. Okay, so they bring Rebelezer Modai, and he said, Rebelezer Modai, Omer Rebelezer Modai says, Tzedakat remain Goy, first day for the verse, Eli Yisrael dechtivu mikam chayisel goyachad. Right, same thing. This is Israel, because who is like Israel? One nation. B'chesed le'umim chatat, and what does the second half mean? Kol tzedakat b'chesed shakumosin chetulayan, and once again, surprise, surprise, when non-Jews do it is a sin. They only do in order to, to curse us. Because it says in the verse that God came and did what God saw, what God said that God would do, because you have sinned to God and you didn't listen to his voice and therefore you came upon this. In other words, if non-Jews do tzedakah, this is a contrast that God sees with Jews who are not doing tzedakah. So therefore, the only reason non-Jews are doing it in order to get the Jews punished. All right. So all these, so what's, what's going on here? So on one level, it's just, yeah, like uh, Jews good, non-Jews bad. Jews do tzedakah. It's all, hey, non-Jews do tzedakah. It's all for really bad reasons. But actually, it seems more that there's like an internal polemic going on. 
In other words, that there's a good way to do tzedakah and a bad way to do tzedakah. Yes, we're placing the bad way to do tzedakah on non-Jews, as it were, on ovdei kochavim, on idolaters. But actually, in truth, what we're saying is that if you do tzedakah, you shouldn't do tzedakah in order to do it so that you uh, that your kids live. If you do tzedakah, you shouldn't do it in order that uh, you should have a long kingdom, in order that you should have success in the world. You should do tzedakah for itself. Okay. And finally, they say, So, Rabbi Nechunia Kane finally says that Stakat Ramim Goy, right? That the, the first half of the verse, the Stakash, will raise Israel, the Chesed, the Israel, Ulumim Chatat. So, Goy and so Chesed and Stakat are for Israel. Stakat Ramim Goy, the Chesed, the Israel. And then Ulumim Chatat, that all the nations of the world have is sin. They don't even get this thing of they are able to do Stakat. So when Rabbi Zakai said to his students, I see this final statement as better than all of our statements. Because he only gives, um, he gives charity and righteousness or mercy or love to Israel and to the nations of the world. He only gives sin. So this must mean that Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai said something, but we didn't have in the list Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai saying anything. So what did Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai say? Mayhi, the Tanya Amalei Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai. So because Rabbi Yochanan, what Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai says is, Kishem she'achatat mechaperet al Yisrael, kach tzakah mechaperet al motolam. Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai, who gets the final word word here, says just as. The sin offering atones for Israel, so too charity atones for the nations of the world. Now, there's a little, there, there are variants here in the different manuscripts. A lot of them have, just as charity, just as a sin offering, sometimes chatat v'asham, or the various sin offerings uh, atone for Israel in, the, in this world, in, um, I'm sorry, in the world to come. Actually, one manuscript has in this world in the world to come, so too charity atones for the nations of the world in this world. So still there's kind of a, a thing, but Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai has, Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai's statement, which is the last word, and even though he said, you know what, every Nechunim ben Akana is better than mine because he didn't give any credit to the non-Jews, what Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai says is actually charity for non-Jews is just like the sacrificial ritual for Jews. And if you think about it, we no longer have sacrifice. But the non-Jews still have tzedakah. So actually, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai in the last move reverses the hierarchy totally, saying that actually tzedakah, which exists in the world, does for the nations of the world what sacrifice once upon a time did for us. Okay, we're going to stop there. Thank you for spending this time with me, and uh, hopefully we'll see you next time uh, if we have some more Gemara. It's been a pleasure. Give me 40 minutes or so, a little bit more. I'll give you a daf. And thanks again, as always, to Eli Unger-Sargon for the sound editing on these recordings.